oftentimes when you think of the law, we think of the hard-coded yes or no's and the legal guidance and statutes and the like. And I think much of our practice, at least in-house at Verizon, is really the partnership with the business to create something that's meaningful for consumers while also ensuring that it's legally compliant in all respects. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to AIGA's Design Adjacent. In this podcast, we explore topics and areas that intersect with design to explore the shifts in how we interact with each other and the world around us. Join AIGA's Executive Director, Benny F. Johnson, in conversation with industry leaders who are innovating and designing the future. Hello, and welcome to our Design Adjacent podcast, the show that explores design at the nexus of today and tomorrow by spending time with business leaders who work through, near, and adjacent to design. Today, I'm really excited to bring to you our special guest, David Hubbard who serves as Vice President and Deputy Counsel for Verizon. Today, we're going to discuss not only the creative field in business, but spend some time exploring his path and how creativity has been instrumental in his career and his personal growth. We want to offer our listeners the opportunity to hear this unique nexus of the legal field and legal practice and creative-driven innovation and design and how they can work together to create a new future. David, welcome. Betty, thank you. It is great to be here with you. Good afternoon to you and and hello to everyone. Excited for this. This is really kind of a a treat to have this conversation. We are looking at the roles in which business leaders who serve in organizations actually work with design. And so sometimes it seems like this is an unlikely pairing, an unlikely conversation. And we're going to talk about your background as general counsel and the idea of design and creativity. So tell me a bit more about your role and your scope of Verizon. I think that would help our listeners understand where we're going today. Sure. Happy to do so, Benny. My current role at Verizon as a vice president and deputy general counsel in our Verizon consumer group business, and I am the lead for our product and marketing legal team. I've been at Verizon for 17 years and For over a decade of them, probably now, I have been in the role as the chief lawyer for our chief marketing officer. And so right now, when I say product and legal team, our um, consumer chief marketing officer, a man by the name of Frank Bulbin, wonderful leader. I am his lawyer and my team supports all of Verizon's consumer products and services from a development standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, and then from an advertising standpoint. So, you know, that includes Verizon Wireless and all of our wireless service plans and offerings to Fios, our television products, to all of our video and TV content and other accessories and devices and watches and fun things like that, that I have the pleasure of supporting throughout the process. Wow. It's an incredible portfolio that is really design-driven in many ways. When we look at the new offerings, the contemporary offerings that you have, the marketing and research, design plays an active role in that. How is your interaction typically with the creative team? Yeah. So we work hand in hand with the creative teams, Benny. You know, We are from offer development to the creation of all of our marketing and advertising, as well as the design 
and things like the Verizon wireless stores and the setup and makeup of of the stores, we provide legal guidance. And so from a creative and partnership perspective, we spend time training. We spend time in meetings with, whether that's reviewing copy and advertising to getting ahead and providing guidance on legal issues and common legal concerns, as well as time with our advertising agencies and partners as well. We've been hand in hand for many, many years with our creative and design team. One of the things I'd like to share with the audience in our conversations over the years, I know how much words mean to you and how much words matter and have been helpful in navigating your career in life. So for our conversation today, I'm going to share with you a few quotes that you haven't had a chance to see along the way and just to get your reaction as we kind of navigate our conversation today. So the first, and and your background really speaks to this, good design is good business. So those are the words of Thomas Watson Jr., the second CEO of IBM. So today you serve in this capacity as the Deputy General Counsel of Verizon. But I love to kind of think back on this journey and the role that creativity has played in kind of your life and growing up. So you've been at Verizon for 17 years, <laughs> but I know before there, there was a David Hubbard pre-Verizon. Yeah. Tell us a bit about creativity in your life. Well, creativity has always played a role. And I happen to be the son of two music lovers. My mother was an elementary school music teacher. My father was a professor, but they encouraged us to embrace music. And I think creativity, candidly, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I think creativity plays a role in every aspect of life in all that we we do. And, you know, in, in many respects, it's it goes hand in hand with with inner wisdom that we all have. And creativity allows us to bring uh, really, I think what's deep inside of us out to the forefront. But my journey, you know, I started playing piano first. I played the trumpet as well. And I played percussion, which I ended up loving and, and really taking with me through adulthood. While I don't play often now, I, I love percussion and, and very much enjoy it. And I'm a follower of all things art, you know, from just music to, to sports art to legal art. And what I mean by that is creative thinking and being innovative and being out of the box and being spontaneous. And I think for us to do anything that we are doing well, we have to be a little bit flexible in that journey. And I think that's where creativity comes in. And it's certainly, you know, I would say my experience with music as well as sports has helped frame how I actually approach practicing law every day. So here we go. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Dr. Maya Angelou. So you see how we're going to have fun with this. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the quotes that matter. But in your life, you've been able to make choices. I ask you to kind of ponder this next quote. It's not the notes you play. It's the notes you don't play. Miles Davis. Ooh. How have creative choices played a role in, in your journey? Man, isn't that the space in between, Benny? That is the space in between, right? Gosh, there's such wisdom in that in that quote in every aspect of our lives. Man, the, the notes that we don't play, the decisions that we make, the things that we don't say. Gosh, I'm just thinking about how we need to be thoughtful in our journeys. You know, really, I'm thinking about the meetings that I'm in oftentimes when I'm biting my tongue. Right. But right, it's the, the notes that we don't play. It's the decisions that we make. If I can really refer to that, to the, the law, 
in many respects doing my job. I've done my job really well when we avoid issues, right? And so right. in many respects, we say it's that, that thankless journey of, you know, you're not looking at it, realizing the things that we decided not to do or right. the risk and considerations that we had in place as to how we were developing something and ensuring that it was seamless for consumers, ensuring that it was an experience that we think will be worthwhile for them. Oftentimes when you think of the law, we think of the hard-coded yes or no's and the legal guidance and statutes and the like. And I think much of our practice, at least in-house at Verizon, is really the partnership with the business to create something that's meaningful for consumers while also ensuring that it's legally compliant in all respects. And that is indeed a partnership. And oftentimes that leads to the need for us to be creative and approach things differently. It's top of mind for me now, Benny, but I had a meeting this morning about a change to how we approach the design of our uh, new TV ads and the positioning of the art cards and the, and the copy, which candidly is different in these ads than it is in our typical and standard ads that we've done before. And it's a creative solution for us to be compliant, but to do right. it differently than we have before. And uh, much of our jobs requires us to just be open to trying new things and and really problem solving. And I'd like to say creative problem solving. It's really interesting, the, the commonality in the approach and the end goal that we hear a lot of our conversations with design leaders. As a legal leader and a business leader within Verizon and within your organizations, what advice do you have for creative leaders on how to be a better generative partner with the legal team? Like we're all working for the same goal. But it's how do we connect and create and bring the magic of that partnership and that way in which we work together to life. And so I wondered if you had any advice. Yeah. Well, you know, I think by and large, it's funny, it, embrace. And, and hopefully, I mean, it is a partnership, right? And so I tend to think we all come with expertise and we all come with perspectives and, and viewpoints. We talk about it in the space of diversifying a business or a team or a leadership. You need that variety of perspectives. Sometimes that's education, sometimes that's background, sometimes that's experience. But really for the best product, you want to have as varied amount of perspectives or a varied amount of perspectives coming to the table to help participate in the making of that product or that end product. And I think if I was to provide a little bit of guidance, which uh, I'm happy to jump at the chance in my years of partnering with marketing folks, it's to embrace the perspectives and expertise that all of your partners can bring to the table. You know, we tend to see things as lawyers sometimes through a different lens. And I, I'd like to think that our perspective is helpful always to have at the table and that we can have, you know, really good, thoughtful discussions about, to your earlier point, what words mean, what pictures and, and images mean, what the juxtaposition of content might mean in any given circumstance. And we can all look at something. It doesn't matter what it is. You get five people in the room and you ask people to look at something, and you can, oftentimes are going to have five different views on what it might mean, right? And that's what's fantastic about it. And it's that discussion about it all and coming to grounds on risk and reward and mitigation and thought and sometimes hard-coded law is really important in my view. So collaborate and be open. It's not just how it looks and feels like. Design is how it works. Steve Jobs. So kind of getting to this question of 
of how it works. You know, we've been talking about kind of life at this moment and looking back over the last 16 months that we've all experienced. I want to ask a different question around the time period, and it's one about leadership. We know that our world has changed and we know that we've changed as leaders. You know, I've often heard it said that leadership is not about just experience or what can be taught, it's what's forged. And so I'm asking this question uh, these days of my friends and colleagues. What have you learned about yourself as a leader for last year? And what have you learned from others about leadership? Great question, Betty. It's interesting. You know, I've learned a lot in this past 16 months, and I know I'm not alone. I didn't work from home as much, and I've spent what feels like 16 straight months in this very room in which I sit right now talking to you. And, you know, the pandemic in and of itself helped us slow down a bit. I've been able to really be much more mindful about how I spend my time in my days and more intentional about my connection to people, some of which you took for granted when you were uh, almost forced into being with people, you know, sharing space, as I would say. And, you know, some people with the video calls all the time, sure, you're sharing space, but really we need to be very intentional about how we spend every minute, right? And who we spend it with. And I think I probably value my time and just personalizing this a bit more right now than I did 20 months ago or 16 months ago. And that's been an important revelation for me. And then in terms of what I've learned from other people, you know, I've seen some, and I'd like to think I can, I model these traits too, but I've seen some really thoughtful, compassionate and caring and considerate leadership in my company. I've admired many of my colleagues and the leaders that I've worked with. I admire how we've addressed things in the, you know, in our company and otherwise from, you know, the systemic racial injustice that we've seen really come to light, not new, but certainly come to light in this past 14 months to the health and safety of employees when, in terms of dealing with the pandemic and what's most important to ensuring that really we're looking at our employees and being thoughtful about their mental state and what matters and their families and what they go through. And so, you know, I think leadership or at least good leadership is holistic, right? It's all those things. It's compassion, it's caring, it's inspiration, it's motivation, um, it's excellence, it's all of the above in one place. And, you know, I certainly uh, aspire to be that type of leader. Um, but one thing's for sure, I've been able to witness it with, you know, some of my colleagues that I work for both in Verizon and then externally. I've admired, you know, what I've seen. So here's a quote that I thought was powerful, and it's going to make you smile when I read it out loud. We don't wait for the future. We build it. You probably approved that. I did. Actually, for our listeners, it's, it's on the Verizon website. That's right. And that's the question about who we are, right? And that's always the question that we're asking ourselves. Who are we? Yeah. And I wanted to highlight that as a quote because of the agency in which it speaks about. We don't wait for the future. We build it. Yeah. What do you think the impact will be on the business of kind of these new modes of leadership that we've seen, our new intentionality? You know, what do you think it's going to be on the impact of, of our businesses going forward? Yeah. You know, Benny, I think, and by the way, I love that quote. And just before I directly answer your question, I'll add one of my favorites that I have on my wall downstairs, which is similar, which is the future is just a string of successive nows, right? 
And we're in this fantastic moment in time where I do think we're seeing somewhat of what I'll call a consciousness shift, right. both in the nation broadly and in people generally, but certainly in the world of, of business and industry. And, you know, this is going to force us, the pandemic's forcing many of us to do things differently, whether that means embracing digital modes of, of living and operating because we were moving less to really being far more intentional as I was just speaking about with how we, we engage with each other. I think, gosh, we'll fail. We fail in any experience, I think, if we don't learn from it and if we don't grow. And so I think we're going to be vastly different in many respects, whether, you know, how we manage will be different. I think our use of space in offices will be different. I think our products and services, candidly, as they always change as technology meets the convenience of the time, that will be different. And so this is a wonderful opportunity to design the future. It really is. I start in the middle of a sentence and then move at both directions at once. John Coltrane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we think about kind of how dynamic our approach could be. You know, one of the things that I take away being in control now is that it doesn't have to be the way that it was. And there's nothing that says you have to go into one direction that we have to approach life in a linear fashion. It can be exponential. It can skip and jump. It can time travel, right? That the way in which we think about how we approach the work we do. And so it's interesting for me, and I, I hope for the audience as well, to hear you speak about that from the legal side of the equation, right? These are conversations that are very much had in our design conversations about impacting the world and design thinking, but are really fluid conversations that you're thinking about with the tool set and background coming from a legal education. I jumped in before you even asked your next question because uh, I was so excited by the Coltrane. The Coltrane quote as a jazz lover that I am. Um, right. <laughs> but I will, I will tell you, I mean, trying to be effective in our jobs every day. And this is, you know, yes, I'm a lawyer and, and certainly I'm a mo most important jobs, right? I'm a father, I'm a husband, and all, you know, I'm a friend and brother and all those things. We need to be intentional about our growth and intentional about how we live. And it led me to really thinking about not being attached to the end results right. as opposed to the process in which you play, right? The process and the journey that we're on that allows us to have a a growth mindset there throughout. And you think about jazz greats like Coltrane, you know, and improvisation and the syncopation and responding to the moment, but not knowing with it what it's going to be. You think about some of the best bands that you love and may want to hear, but certainly if you uh, love to listen to some of the jazz greats, you can hear the same song multiple times, but it never quite sounds the same, right? right. There's always something different, another note, another feeling, another play. And why shouldn't our lives be that way, right? I mean, every day we can't get yesterday back, right? Right. And so we've got to experience it. Now, I know you were asking a specific legal question here, but I very much think that practicing law in a way that allows us to be creative, not knowing exactly what the results of a case matter, a situation, a position that we're taking, a journey is, is really important for us to be being good partners. And so I at least encourage my team to not come to the table thinking we know the answer, right? Right. Oh, wait. Right. There is a, a journey and a process of growth, of learning, 
collectively as an organization that we're, we should always be on. And we, and we don't know where it's going to lead us. We've got to be open to finding a way and tweaking along the way. You know, I think about 17 years and how much the media landscape has changed over 17 years. You've been like on the cusp of those faces of all the innovations, but shaping of tomorrow. Benny, I, yeah, when I joined the company and I, I started in the traditional Verizon Telecom side of the business, and we were very much, you know, focused on, and don't laugh when I say it, but our local and long distance plans and you know, long distance calling. And we were at the cusp of, at that point, we were doing work with Verizon Online and DSL service. And this was right before we started implementing fiber internet and broadband and the speeds are out of this world and wireless was just taking off, but certainly not where it is today. And the standard that we have and the business hadn't ventured into tons of things like TV and over the top services and video and drones and thoughts. I mean, I've seen so many incredible services that we are into. You know, at that point, I was also played a role with my team in 411 and pay phones and directory assistance. And, you know, that was pre many of the things that we see now, including the Googles of the world, right? So, right. so I've, I've seen a ton of change in a, a business. I've seen our business change immensely, our company change immensely, right. our focus change immensely. You know, to be candid, it's been fantastic. I've loved this journey and I'm excited for what will be like next year and the years. I was just about to, to ask you about that. Like what excites you about, about the future? I mean, we've all lived through such epic change in the span of our lives. And to see that from, from the vantage point of being at a company that really provides kind of the creative infrastructure. So what gets you excited about the future, about what's next? What's around that innovation corner? Yeah, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity to uh, to build it. Going back to your last quote, that excites me the most. Look, we've, it, you know, Verizon's got a, a ton of fun, exciting things coming with 5G. We're at the forefront of, of the newest, greatest, probably the most influential, you know, and if not the, certainly one of the, you know, the next generation of technology that is right. going to enhance all of our lives. I don't know what it's going to be in all forms of respects. I certainly know we're, we're playing a, a critical role in its development and adoption. I'm excited for that. But really more broadly, I'm enjoying the fact that we don't know. I, I'm, I'm embracing the fact that there is right. an opportunity for me to affect how our team operates on a data, day-to-day basis. Quickly, you were re- referring to Jazz, and I want to give a shout out to the Jazz Leadership Project. Okay. Yeah, I know you had no clue that jazz was so on point in my world, but this is a fantastic leadership group that we brought in to do programming for our legal team. Oh, wow. Essentially for us to understand how these concepts like improvisation, creativity, listening, syncopation plays a role in how we practice law. And now I, I was introduced to them a couple of years ago wanted to bring them into the team for us to broaden our aperture of how we practice and change how we approach it. And I'm excited to lead in a way that's different. So I know this is a long-winded answer, but I'm I'm excited by the opportunity to to embrace the future and do things differently than we did last year or, or yesterday. And, you know, I'm a big believer that the future should get you excited. It's exactly what we talk about and, and what we try to live from the design perspective. So 
I'm also a believer that innovation can happen anywhere and come from anyone. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about Verizon's really been on the forefront of creating design-centered innovation centers and incubators and technology spaces everywhere from in communities to downtown metropolises, all the way to schools with students to really get to provide the framework for us thinking about a design and technology-driven innovative future. Yeah. Well, something really important to our business, and you mentioned schools, and I'll, I'll start there because we believe that we have, you know, essentially four stakeholders, right? Yes, our shareholders matter for sure, but then there's society and community and right. our influence and impact on society and, and certainly our employees internally. But much of the work that we do, and we have something called Citizen Verizon, which is, you know, ensuring that we have it through the ethos of our company, the focus on helping and, and tackling causes that, that are meaningful for society, right? And, right. you know, that's the, the digital divide. That's ensuring that we get broadband and access to technology to places and communities that historically have been underprivileged in that regard. That's ensuring that we help expand the minds of young, diverse children who oftentimes hadn't either had tablets to work on, been approached by things like robotics and other things like that, ensuring that they have tools and access to expand their minds in ways that we know that are going to be meaningful to the future. And so that's sort of something that I would be remiss if I just didn't say is, is really important and meaningful for the company. And then broadly, you know, we have a design and innovation center set up because we have people that we want to bring in together to germinate and emanate and create the next best products and services that we offer. Right. And to help design the spaces in which we know people tend to commune, including our stores and places. So they're product specific, they're advertising and marketing specific. They're also what I'll call physical space specific. Customer experience and design really influences everything and much of what we do in our company from, you know, how you interact with our apps and services and products and, and the like and what your experience is. It's really powerful to see that throughput throughout the work that you're doing at Verizon, where we talk about this, it's generative and regenerative of thinking about the ideas and the creative infrastructure. I think that that's one of the things that's really powerful about your approach to the work you're doing and how it connects to designers and design leadership, that you see that kind of partnership in the way we're looking. As I think about what's next in the world and what advice would you have for our design leaders and creatives listening in? What words would David Hubbard leave? Oh, man. Wow, Benny. Gosh, you know, I'm probably, I'm probably going to sound pretty basic. But gosh, be you, enjoy the ride. I tend to think we all have, and this is going to sound, I don't know, but we all have what it takes. And really, we just need to bring our best selves and be authentic in our experience and our journey. And I think that applies to design and advertising, marketing, and the same way it applies to law and science and you know, you name it, right? I don't know that there's an exception to that. We just have right. to, you know, to some extent be instinctual and believe in ourselves and bring our authentic selves to the workplace and the rest will take care of itself. And I believe there's, there's wisdom inherent in all of us. We just get in our own way most mm -hmm. of the time. There's so much power in that, David. 
that we have it in ourselves, just believe. Yeah. David, it's been fun. It's been insightful. It's been a powerful conversation to spend the last few minutes with you talking about your journey and thoughts. I'd like to thank you for joining me for this episode of Design Adjacent with David Hubbard, leader, strategist, design adjacent ally here, and drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Betty, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I so appreciate this opportunity and it's good to see you, my brother. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Design Adjacent, a podcast about the nexus of design today and tomorrow. Show notes for this episode will be available on AIGA.org. Please subscribe to our show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. AIGA's Design Adjacent podcasts and its contents are the copyright of AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. All rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the content in any form is prohibited without AIGA's express written permission. My name is Li Shan Huang. Until next time.